0: Thomas Michael. You know, pal, I am gonna blow your mind right now. You know, right now, the US debt just costs twenty-two trillion. Trillion. Did you hear that? Twenty-two trillion with
1: a T. I can't t- even imagine how many dollar bills can we stack up, go to Mars and
0: come back and still have some left. It's amazing you said that, because I'm gonna blow your mind right now. If you take hundred dollar bills and stack them on top of each other to get to a million, How high do you think it would be? Eh, about 10 feet. Three and a half feet. Okay. Okay, Here's where it gets crazy. To get to a billion stacking those $100 bills on top of each other. $100 bills, not $1 bills. No, $100 bills. Okay. To a billion, it would be a little over a half a mile high. Wow. Wow. Now we're going to surprise everybody. That Jeff Bezos is going to the moon, isn't he? (laughs) Right. Now, if you get this one, I am going to be so impressed. To get to a trillion dollars stacked, $100 bills on top of each other, how high would it have to get? To the moon, Alice. No, seriously, how high? I don't know. You ready? Yeah. 631 miles high. Wow. Would that get us to the space station? Yes, depth? it would. It would. It's, it's above the space station. Oh, man. And, and we have 22 of them. Hey, astronauts in the
1: space station, watch out for the, all those giant $100 bills.
0: Don't even think about taking any. Our debt goes up $30 billion each month. Think about that $30 billion. Yeah, and you know,
1: isn't it amazing? That's more than some foreign countries, you know. <laughs> yeah, their entire they're,
0: national economy, that, right? Yeah. Listen to this. They say that. Every American now owes close to sixty thousand dollars. Now, what the hell does that mean, anyway? they are always come into your door and say, "Hey, Thomas Kent, give me your sixty thousand dollars. We got to pay the debt." What does that mean when they say each American owes sixty thousand dollars? The
1: idea that we're ever going to pay off our debts as a nation—it's not going to happen. We're just going to have to declare some kind of debt-free thing and say, "Okay, we're going to wipe out all debts, foreign and abroad, in our." Credit rating's going to go down the tube, right? It'll be almost like, you know, declaring bankruptcy, right? That's right. right.
0: And who's going to ask us for the money that we owe? They're going to come over here in boats and and planes and try and take it from us? I don't think so. I'm telling you, man, those Chinese, they can do (laughs) anything they want. (laughs) Because we we, owe them lots of money. If we just added a 2% stupidity tax, it'd be paid off in a few months in this country. True. Because you told me many times. What'd you tell me? People are... Stupid, <laughs> and that's the name of our new podcast. <laughs> People, you know, here's how bad it is. Here's how bad it is doctors don't spank babies anymore when they're born to, to get them to cry, they just tell them they're this is what they're going to owe the national debt. That's what they do, they hold them upside down and shake them to see if any money comes out. Here's how bad it's gotten they can't put any more figures on that clock. You know, that clock they have. Oh, the debt clock. The debt clock. They've run out of figures, and they don't have enough money to get more things. Maybe they should get Flavor Flav to get that big clock around his neck. There you go. He loves big clocks, doesn't he? I think we just start
1: back at zero, right? That's exactly I think I just said that, right? Isn't it amazing that in 1999, as we were approaching the new millennium, they took the debt clock down? Not only had we balanced the budget, but... Our debt was virtually wiped out because of certain policies through the 1990s that yep. made us that way. And look at us now. OM,G. <laughs> so if we went to the moon once,
0: <laughs> we <laughs> could
1: do it again, right? Maybe we could say, maybe some... not. Maybe
0: not. Maybe. We could save a bunch of money on car insurance by switching to Geico. How about that? Geico? Geico. What is it called? Geico. Geico. There you go. Geico. That's a personal insurance policy for geeks. Geico. We're going to be long gone before this thing all gets straightened out. I I don't know. Probably in your grandchildren's, you know, future. Who knows? Sad, isn't it?
1: But you know what's not sad? Our podcast. (laughs) Our daily podcast. Oh, Oh, it's so happy. It's so fun. Even though sometimes we talk about depressing things like we just did.
0: Oh no, it's not but but it's real We have alike. fun.
1: We have fun. That's right. If you can't have fun, what are you going to do? Everybody Right. have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight with our daily podcast The Address.
0: What's this world coming to.com. Tom and Mike. Do you like garlic? I like garlic, but garlic doesn't like me. Well, that's a shame because a new study just came out and said that eating raw garlic, now that's pretty tough to do, eating raw garlic, could help keep your memory sharp as you age and it boosts your gut health. They found that the natural compound found in garlic improves the healthy bacteria in your stomach and also improves cognitive health. But on the downside, makes you impossible to be around. That's right. The compound restores trillions of microorganisms in your intestine. And garlic has been used for thousands of years to treat human disease and can reduce the risk of developing certain kinds of cancers. And it also could ward off hospital superbugs. So they're finding all kinds of things for garlic. The only thing stronger than the mother's love is garlic breath. You've got it, buddy.
1: You know, I met Larry King once, and he had the worst breath.
0: And then I started thinking, no wonder he takes that garlic stuff. You know, you're not the first person who said that. There's a famous show of his where Marlon Brando told him on air that his breath was bad. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) Right. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I told you this, but I wear a garlic necklace around my neck at night.
1: Just to keep the wife away, right? Right, that's right. She's a vampire in bed, that's That's what I heard.
0: (laughs) So if you eat enough garlic to improve your memory and your health, no one will get close enough to be able to tell you how fantastic you look, right? This is true. Like you're going to have a problem with that, right? (laughs) Or you can date Italians. They don't seem to mind that garlic breath, do they? Those Italians. They love their garlic.
1: Yes. And you know, some of those hot Italian women, I'll go ahead and hold my nose and- (laughs) <laughs> I'll kiss her. And you know what? It also keeps away the flies in the summer. Did you know that? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want a woman uh, who is flyless in the summer. But let me ask you this. Is there anybody that loves garlic bread that doesn't love garlic bread?
1: Yeah. You know, isn't that interesting? That's the one type of garlic that really tastes good to me. Toasted garlic bread.
0: Oh, baby. There's nothing better, right? Oh, dip it in your pasta sauce. Ugh little wine to wash it down?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Come
0: on, let's end this show right now. Let's go, let's go, let's go get some of that. Oh. Tom and Mike. So here's a strange story. A woman is in Britain, living there, right? She used to be married to a guy that was from Dubai. They got divorced. She's happily, a was a year or so after her marriage ended, she opens up Facebook and she sees the new husband bragging about his new wife. So this woman in Britain posts a Facebook page saying that he's an idiot and the new bride looks like a horse face. So the woman goes, ironically enough, back to Dubai a couple years later after this because the husband suddenly dies, the ex-husband. And she's so nice that she's going to the funeral. While she's there, she gets arrested and thrown in jail because in that great country of Dubai... You can't do stuff like that on the internet. You can't defame somebody. So she's put in jail for calling her husband's wife a horse face.
1: Well, it's a totally different culture. It's a totally different world. And honestly, not that I side with Dubai here, but some people should be thrown in jail for some of the
0: social media things they post, right? Britain, if you drink alcohol in Great Britain, travel Dubai, you don't get charged. So why this? Because you can't drink in Dubai either. I don't know, this whole Facebook thing, You're not into that, are you? I hate Facebook. In fact,
1: you want to hear a story? Go ahead, buddy. Hit me. I started doing Facebook after so many people told me, you got to do Facebook. You got to do. And actually, for my business, I actually had somebody doing it for me (laughs) because (laughs) I just didn't. I didn't want to engage. I just think that's the most impersonal way. And all these faux friends that you think you have and you really don't. And people, it just brings out the worst in people. So I decided because, sadly, the guy that was doing a lot of my social media stuff, he passed away. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to just see if I can get into this, right? And I started doing it. Ugh, I hate it. Like, you've got to be so bored with your life to sit there and just troll the Internet and look to stir up some crap, right? You know, being popular
0: on Facebook is like sitting at the cool table at the mental hospital, isn't it? It really is. Come on. I don't to understand these people. And then, you know, the last election, they said it was influenced by these Russian trolls getting on Facebook. I mean, are that many people really out there, you know, living and dying off Facebook? Yes. They do? Yes. Because why? Because
1: what we always say, and that's why we should start that podcast People are stupid.
0: I say the way to make money on Facebook is just go to your account setting, delete your account, and go back to work. The funny thing is, I tried to do that, and then I went back
1: a week or so later, and it was still there. I did. I I, I deleted it, but it didn't go away. And I think Zuckerberg has purposely set it up that way because he knows, and and apparently, I guess, you have to wait something like 30 days after you delete it before it totally goes away. I even tried that, and that didn't work. So I, I don't think it ever goes away. And, you know, you can get step-by-step instructions on the Internet on how to delete your account. And I did that, and it didn't go anywhere. Huh. How about that? I'm still being contacted. People want to be my friends. People want to talk to me. People want to, I don't want to talk to you. You got too many friends as it is. Uh, real friends, not so much. Now you on the other hand, <laughs> my buddy, my pal, my amigo, my, amigo, my compadre, yeah, you know, baby. you there is love. We roll. There we is roll. no better person that I'd want to have a, you know, some pasta and, and some wine. And some wine and some, some garlic bread. Some shots of tequila. Yeah. Yeah, baby. No better person. See, we're buds,
0: we're pals, we're amigos. Sometimes. Yes. Tom and Mike so Thomas, the University of Kansas is now offering, get this, they're offering a course. You get three credits, just a regular, like a regular course, three credits to a graduation. It's called Angry White Males. It's going to delve into the history of angry white men beginning in the U.S. and Great Britain in the 50s up until today. Students will learn how white men have handled the undergoing periods of rapid change connected to the women's movement, people of color, and homosexuality. Hmm. Does that interest you? Kind of makes you go. (laughs) "Mm." To be honest, if I lived in Kansas,
1: I'd probably be an angry white male too, wouldn't you? Well, sometimes I am extremely angry. As a matter of fact, when I look at the political situation in our country, I get really angry. So I guess you could call me an angry white male. But then I look at a movie like Black Klansman. Did you see that movie, the Spike Lee movie? No, No, it's out there, and it's been out there a long time, and you still haven't seen it, right? (laughs) No. See, I told you. How many times did I tell you? It'll be coming to cable. It'll be
0: coming to cable in a couple Uh, months.
1: It's already on cable, Dodo. Come on,
0: man. Spend the five bucks,
1: right? No, listen. I watched that movie, and as a white person, not only did I get more and more angry. No, not at black people. But at my incredible white privilege that I've had over the years, for the first time, honestly, I think I actually had empathy. And for a moment, I wore somebody else's shoes. Right. And it made me very sad. I told you I cried at the end of that movie. So continue with your angry
0: white male survey. (laughs) They should have the course, that the professor, every time you walk in the thing, he starts each lecture by going, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And then the guy passes out on the street. Right. I like that. Right. It's called the Howard Beale Seminar. Right. I thought angry white men were called the KKK. I thought that's what it was called. But there's anger on both sides. I thought color had no anger, or anger has no color, mm. whoever you want to say that. You do have a good point there. But I don't think I'd want to go to a course like that. But, boy, I wish I had courses like that when I had my brief stint in college because I thought, uh, you know, basket weaving was a nonsensical college course. But this is too much. Remember how, like, athletes would take those courses?
1: The silly courses? That, yeah, uh, just to
0: get their grade point up so they could play on the basketball or football team. Home ec. Yep.
1: Easy, simple courses like broadcasting. Yep. Podcasting. Yep. And speaking of which... Check out our daily podcast, What's This World Coming
0: To.com. It's fun. Tom and Mike. How about some good news? Let's have some good news for a change. Do you know we are now at a record low in America for teen pregnancies? That's good let's, news. Let's, yeah. Come on, clap a hand there. Come on, ladies. You're doing a good job out there. Nice. <laughs> the high in this country was in 1957. Lord knows what was happening in 1957. But back then, 96 out of every 1,000 teenage women were pregnant in 1957. It's now dropped to a record low, but it's still not done. Three in 10 teen girls will get pregnant at least once before they turn 20 in this country. Sex is becoming less important, plus we have better drugs. And here's a sad thing. Eight out of 10 teen dads don't marry the mother. Did you know that? No, but that kind of makes sense. Right. Things have changed a lot because, you know, in the 80s, 90s, it was kind of... Embarrassing to be a teen pregnant. But in the early 2000s, it was like, oh, you're pregnant? Mom, call MTV. Cause <laughs> right. have that you can have
1: your own reality show.
0: Yeah. Although I tell someone who gets 15, oh, you got pregnant at 15? So proud of yourself. Now please tell me how you're looking forward to be a great-grandmother at 45. Mm, So true. Actually, it's going to be a lot sooner than that when you think about it. And most teens are so stupid. They don't know. Their first response when they hear it, I can't be pregnant. I had my eyes closed. (laughs) And the parents aren't any better. Everything's, you know, status and everything. Mom, dad, I'm pregnant. Thank God. We thought you were obese. No fat shaming pregnant women now. Come on. No, I've got an idea. Maybe the only way to reduce the incidence of teen pregnancy, let's do away with hump day. Hump day. I think those kids take it way too personally. I do too. Don't you? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I bet that scared you. You had two lovely daughters. That probably scared you for a little bit, didn't you? No, I never really thought that they were being, you know, bad kids. Well, parents need to know the teen pregnancy is not the result of bad parenting. Your little Susie's a slut. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Right? Right. You've told me that many times. Especially your little Susie. <laughs> you don't have any kids that you know of. No. Oh, I like I tell you stories. But uh, anyway, No, no, don't tell me any no, stories. No, I no, no, no. I am be so disappointed in you. Tom and Mike. Do you think America is better off being an isolationist or do you think it's better to engage with the rest of the world? I think it's better to be engaged, and all this populism,
1: I don't think, is helpful to the world. In fact, I think it's ultimately going to lead to some kind of horrible war, is what I think.
0: Yeah, a new survey finds they're in tune with you. It says that people are for free trade, they're for immigration, and they want to engage in the rest of the world affair. So, you know, they're with you. But, of course... We flip-flop over, you know, some presidents get engaged, other ones don't. We have 662 overseas bases in 38 foreign countries. That might be a little bit too much. What do you think? Yeah. And can you in vacation to Bermuda, if you're an isolationist, asking for a friend?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. When you fly into one of those places and you see those police forces with the machine guns, right. it doesn't make you feel real good. Other than the fact that we're protected by our country, right?
0: Right. You know, when I was very young, I was an isolationist. I never wanted to go to my grandmother's house. No. Never. (laughs) Didn't you hate that when you were a kid, when you had to get in the car and go to your grandmother's house? And why was grandma always so touchy-feely? Well, I didn't mind that. I just didn't want to go there. Did you have a problem going to grandma's house when you were a kid? Yeah, I didn't want to.
1: Yeah. But part of it was the touchy-feely, you know.
0: (laughs) Come over here.
1: Give me some sugar. No. Let me just stay over here. You keep to your personal space. I think that's the first time I ever used that term. You must keep to your personal space. And it was to grandma. Did your grandma live far away? Not nearly far enough. Oh. <laughs> Tom and Mike.